Hello, and welcome to You Just Got Homeschooled. I'm RJ. Um, I'm getting over a cold ever so slowly, and it's been rainy where I'm at, so that's been great. Um, I'm actually sitting in my car waiting for my daughter to wake up. Um, my one-year-old fell asleep on our way home from somewhere, and so I got duty, and I figured, you know what? I should probably record because this is the opportunity I have. So here I am, and this is what I'm doing. So today I want to talk about some technologies, some softwares, um, free softwares that I, I have used and I still use to do different parts of homeschooling. Um, some of them I've used in the past in the classroom as well. Some of them are stuff that I um, would like to use in theory, but I just haven't been organized enough to use it. Or in some cases it is that um, my kids are not of an age where it is useful to use them, but I wanted to talk and share, talk about them and share some of them with you and explain what they do and how they can be useful and helpful to you. So let's get started. So the first one I want to talk about is, uh, just Google, right? We've all used Google probably at some point or another. Um, and Google drive, I have found to be incredibly helpful. Now, when I was in the classroom, before Google launched an education line of software, uh, Google Classroom is what it's called. Um, before they had that, I used Google in my class to basically collect work and to assign work to some degree. So the way it worked there was um, all of my students had a school-provided email address, which was all based on Google, which means they all had access to Google Drive. If you don't know what Google Drive is, please go you know, if you have a Google account, you have a Google Drive. You may not know it yet. And if you go look at that little nine grid up in the upper right-hand corner of your email, there's a little nine squares. It's a little square box. It's got nine dots in it. Click on that and you'll see something that looks kind of almost like a triangle. And I think it's green, yellow, and blue. You click on that and that's your Google Drive. Google Drive is just like a like the, the file storage on your desktop. Um, where you'd keep any of your, you know, your pictures, your documents, whatever. It's like that. And, but it allows you to share either individual documents or entire folders. And so what I would do in my classroom is I had each one of my students go to their Google Drive, create a folder that was titled the class that we were in, and then share that, that file folder with me so that I had access to it as well. And so what they would do is then anytime they had work they needed to submit, they would drop it in that folder. I would get an email saying that, that kid dropped it in the folder and then I would have access. I, there's parameters you can set. So people, the parameters you can set are people who can view it only people who can edit it and the view, edit and comment. And so you can determine what those people have control over. Um, and then also, you know, what kind of access there is, meaning it's public or only people with the link can have it or only specific people can have it, but you can share it however you want. So I found Google Drive to be very helpful because what my students would do is they would do the work, they'd drop it in the folder, I'd get an email, I would then go into their folder, basically, from my computer, I would then look at the document that they had created, the homework they had been given, I would then take that, grade it, and just plug in the grade, I'd comment on it and plug in the grade, write some comments, sometimes some, some questions, some follow-up stuff, and then grade it in the grade book. Now, as a parent, this is really helpful because you can do the same thing. You can have your kids put all of their work, at least all the work they're doing digitally in a file folder that you have access to. And then you can go and you can comment, you can highlight stuff and be like, you know, this word is wrong or there's something wrong with the sentence, please fix it. Um, or you can even have multiple students working on the same document at the same time. They just show up as different colors. Um, 
And so you can have this back and forth and it tracks all the changes. And so this is great for like if you're having them write a paper and review it and then go over it and over it and over it and over it. So it's helpful for that as well. But it's just a great way, a great tool to use to help you organize things. Um, you could have in your Google Drive, you know, folders that are for each subject and then, you know, that you put all of your different stuff into and then you have the uh, shared folder with them and they could have subfolders. So they might share their entire like school folder with you and then in their Google account and then they have inside of that subfolders for history, English, science, math, you know, whatever. And then inside of that, they put the documents and Google is also helpful because you can create documents in it. You can create both uh, basically a version of Word that they called Google Docs, um, which is like a, a word processing. You can do uh, Sheets, which is like Excel. It's a spreadsheet. App. There's also presentation or presenter, which is like uh, PowerPoint. And so, and you could still drop other kinds of file folders in there, but you can keep them all in there and you can access them and you can edit them and you have all these different options. So it's worth, you know, if you're interested in that, please go Google it and say, you know, tutorial on Google Drive or on Google Docs. And it's really helpful. Um, the next one I have is a plugin actually that you can get for Google Docs or for your mail or just to use independently called Grammarly. Grammarly is a um, it deals with grammar and spelling. It's like a, like a web-based spell check and grammar check. And I find it really helpful because um, I didn't really learn to type formally, so I'm not a great typist. And then in addition to that, it um, finds grammatical mistakes. So it'll tell you if you're missing or need to add or need to take away um, a punctuation mark. It will mess with or or highlight stuff for you if it, they think it's misspelled or use the wrong verb tense and now they'll even the plugin will even tell you what the tone of the letter is to some degree and then ask you if that's correct and so um, it's really helpful when you're having kids learn to write because I know that even in my emails it catches a lot of the punctuations that I might miss or misspellings that I don't intend to and the nice part is is in email or when you just go throw it into the website there's a free version there's a paid version but if you just go throw it in there it'll highlight all the stuff and then give you suggestions on how to fix it and so it's easier to use than like a a, a word processor like word that just underlines it and then sometimes you have to like click and select what word it is this one just kind of does it as you go through and it's it's helpful i found um so i would you know encourage you to use that if you if you want to, if you, or just even as a training tool, because eventually, like, I know that because I see the same mistakes that I make over and over again, I start fixing them as I'm writing. So it's a helpful tool for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, the next one is a website called Trello. Um, T-R-E-L-L-O. And Trello is a little bit hard to explain. I'm hoping to create some training for this and hopefully throw it up so you guys can can see it and use it if you want to. Um, Trello is great for planning, in my opinion. Um, either planning in a gross sense, like an entire year, or even like in the day-to-day. -day. You just would use it differently. So Trello kind of takes, um, think of like a Pinterest bulletin board type of mentality, but allows you to do more with it. So what Trello allows you to do is create um, columns, which are like categories of things, and then create cards, which would be like the pins. And then you're able to move those cards as you need to. So like in a day-to-day -day 
type of scenario, like if you're using it to direct your kids on what to do, what you could do is you could put in um, weekly assignments and then that would be one column. And then the next column would be like assignments I'm working on, assignments I've completed or assignments assignments to be graded. And then um, like a completed category. And so what your kids could do then is you could assign the entire work on each card. So you might say one card might read, um, read chapters two and three, write a half page response for each. And, you know, obviously you put in your book information, stuff like that. And then when the kids complete that, they can then move it into the, or as they're starting it, working on it, and then into the needs to be graded. And then they could actually attach the file to it uh, like the link from the Google drive or whatever to that, that card. And then you can go in and say, okay, this needs to be graded and then grade it and move it into the completed category. Um, and you could do that with math assignments. You can do that, anything that's digital, or you, you can just say, you know, that's working on or needs to be graded. And even if it's not on paper, then, you know, they've completed this assignment and it needs to be graded now. And I need to go work on that. So, it's helpful in that regard. If you're planning for a whole year, like I did this for a class I was teaching at our, our co-op. What I did is I went and planned the whole year. And so instead of having a daily thing or a weekly thing, what I did was I um, went through like the sections that I wanted to cover and I created uh, like <clears throat> assignment cards basically or yeah, topic cards. So that particular class was a U.S. history class. Um or not a U.S. history, I guess, a world history class. And what I was using for my teaching, because I only had them for about 45 minutes once a week, was Crash Course World History videos. And so what I did is I'd have a card that said, you know, videos one and two. Here's the worksheet. I attached the worksheet. And then I also had, and I, I give it a due date. So it has a date that is due by, and it'll, like, tell you when you're overdue or when you're getting close to due. Um, and then I all, and then I had, so like I, the, the day to day or like the weekly work in one column. And then I had like bigger, bigger projects and I would attach all the documents that needed. So I'd be like, read the code of Hammurabi and compare it to Levitical law in these chapters, um, compare and contrast it type stuff. And then I would have, um, what we're going to talk about. So like discussion questions. And so I made it into an entire course that could be seen and all the, the, all the moving pieces of it could be seen in one place. And so it's great for planning out like that. So you might have a board that says English, you know, English nine, and then another board that says algebra one, and then another board that says U.S. history. And you can plan out the entire year, and then you can actually cross-reference cards if you need to, um, and pull those cards or make duplicates of those cards and move it onto the day-to-day page. So I find that that's been very helpful, or I think it'll be very helpful for you to go through and play with that a little bit. Um, that has lots, you can attach lots of things. You can put in links to websites and all that kind of stuff. Um, you can set due dates, all that stuff's very helpful. So please go take a look at that if you're interested in that. And it's great for planning and you could share it with multiple people as well. So Trello is just a helpful tool um, to help you organize. I I think when I made, when I, when I planned that entire year in advance or that, yeah, that entire school year in advance for that world history class was the first time I'd ever planned that far in advance. Um, I'm not a long distance planner most of the time when it comes to education stuff because there's so much flex in education in my experience. So I just had a hard time 
projecting that far out. And so I was able to, by using Trello and being able to kind of go through systematically being like, okay, this is the time frame I had, set the due dates for each thing, um, get the worksheets situated, all that kind of stuff. So take a look at it. And then I can, it's also helpful for the day to day. I know that there are people, my wife uses it um, to help track where clients are in the process of things. And so it's helpful because you can just take that card, just click on it and drag it over to the next column when you're done. And so it's helpful that way. Okay, the next tool I want to talk about or software tool I want to talk about is YouTube. Now, my guess is you're familiar with YouTube and you've probably heard me talk about YouTube before, but it amazes me how much is out there and how many cool ideas, how many gifted teachers there are on YouTube. So <clears throat> for example, um, yesterday I watched by myself because it, it showed up in my feed and I thought it was interesting, a YouTube video by Smarter Every Day that was talking about pulleys and snatch blocks in particular and how pulley systems work. So it's like a 15 minute video maybe, but it explains how pulleys work. It explains the science behind pulleys and it shows the practical applications of it and it even like goes so far as to demonstrate um, in multiple different ways what's going on and why it works the way it does. And so 15 minute videos, but if you're doing a lesson that explains pulleys or you know anything like that, like that might be a great tool to use. And there are dozens, if not thousands of channels and YouTubers that are, that, that can give you anything. In fact, I was watching a, a video recently. Uh, I think it was a Netflix original series or something like that. It's, I think it's called Unnatural Selection. And one of the guys in there barely got a, a high school education, his GED. Um, but he's, using CRISPR, which is a, a tool to help basically genetically engineer stuff. And he's trying to genetically engineer dogs, but he's doing it in his garage. And he's like, it's amazing what you could find on YouTube, what you can learn on YouTube. Now, that doesn't mean I want your kids to run out and start playing with CRISPR and trying to make you know glowing monkeys and stuff like that. But the fact that he was able to learn the vast majority of what he needed to know online and through things like YouTube and Google is impressive and amazing. And so can you imagine what kind of engineering, what kind of art, what kind of science, what kind of math you can learn just by Googling it? I know that I've learned a lot of stuff. Like um, I learned about PyCrete, which is basically ice. You take water and you put a bunch of sawdust in it and you freeze it until you get PyCrete, which is basically like um, concrete uh, that, or they, they were going to use it during World War II to make an unsinkable iceberg, basically like a ship that constantly did this, pushed out these blocks of ice so that you couldn't sink it and use it as like a floating aircraft carrier in the North Atlantic. They never quite got there uh, because the war ended before they could. But that then led me down a, a road to learning things about like papercrete, which is with concrete using paper and it has a high tensile strength. In fact, they used um, there's a there's a Mythbusters episode that uses it, and then things like aircrete, which is basically using something like shaving cream, mixing it in with concrete, and making this this it's concrete, but it's got lots of air bubbles, so it's incredibly um, heat resistant, or it basically it creates really great great insulation, right? And you can go down all these different rabbit trails 
uh, on YouTube, and obviously many of them include actual rabbits or cat videos or whatever else. But if you're if you're using it intentionally, there's tons of good stuff for history, for science, for art, for um, religion, like religious studies or even studies in in Christianity, whatever. Like there's math; it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. And there's these people who are dedicated to putting out really good content, and that's where they make their living. And basically, they've become like the world's teachers by producing this stuff. And so utilize it, right? Your kids can explore areas they didn't even know existed yesterday into a much greater depth than they ever could if they were just looking, you know, meeting people in their community and asking questions. Because maybe you don't know anything. Or another great example of that is um, there is a YouTube channel that I want to say is called The Minkery. And basically it's a guy who, when he was in high school, took on a science project where he basically went and, and bought a mink, right, like the, the weasel animal, from a fur farm near where he lived because he had heard that they were like this horrible, evil animal and started raising them. And so, but not for fur, to do other things with them. And so he now has a YouTube channel where he uses mink to catch rats, like invasive rats, um, like when they're you know, underneath your house and stuff like that, because we're, obviously mink can get places cats and dogs can't, um, and that you don't want to use poison, and he uses them to like fish and things like that. And But he he shows you how this all works, and he talks about it, and how, you know, like, who would have ever thought, right? Take an animal that's typically raised for its fur, and he doesn't make it into a pet per se, but he almost turns it into a working animal. And so it's interesting to, to watch because I didn't even know that was possible. The only stories I'd ever heard about mink is that they're these, you know, aggressive, bloodthirsty little animals. Um, and, and yet he has a bunch of them and he uses them in conjunction with his dogs oftentimes to catch rats and things like that. So, but those are the random things where it just opens your eyes to new, new thoughts. It um, open, you know, moves things from that category, if you've heard me before, the category of things you, you don't know you don't know into things you know you don't know or you do know you know, right? You can learn to crochet. So, um, the, you know, do calculus. doesn't really matter what it is. There's a whole bunch of stuff. So please go check out YouTube, explore, watch TED Talks. Watch two TED Talks that have opposing views. That's always fun. You get all sorts of TED Talks that are about climate change and some of them are... Obviously, the, the, the planet is warming and catastrophe is nearby. And others of them are like, actually, the globe is getting greener and things are getting better. In some senses, yes, it's warming, but what's the, you know, the impact? And, and looking at both sides of that might be helpful. Even just so you can point out to your students or they can figure it out for themselves, um, what, you know, decipher the motivations, decipher the science, whether the science is legitimate or not or to what degree, um, what's motivating, all those kind of things. So um, use YouTube and use things like YouTube. I mean, be careful. There's always random stuff that isn't necessarily appropriate. Um, and it's easy to get sidetracked and go down a rabbit hole. But if we cultivate the right kind of desire for learning, that will the, the, the trails we may choose to go down may be more profitable than we would think. Okay, the last one I want to bring up for today anyways, I may do more digging and find more stuff. Um, I have some other things rattling around in my brain, but I don't want to overwhelm you and I don't want there to be too much um, when you're kind of dealing with different categories of stuff. The last one is Khan Academy, K-H-A-N. Khan Academy was established by Silicon Valley 
um, guy who was trying to teach his, I think it was his niece, math, but he couldn't do it in person because she lived in LA and I think he lived in San Francisco or the Bay Area. And so he was doing it virtually and then he just started posting the lessons. And now it's turned out into a massive um, nonprofit organization that provides education for free to the point where I think Bill Gates backed it years ago um, through the Gates Foundation and, and things like that. And they started off with pretty much just exclusively math and now they've moved into science and even some history and stuff like that and calculus and I mean... AP, prep, all sorts of things. And I know that there are entire school districts that basically use Khan Academy as their math curriculum. Um, the beautiful part about it, about it is that you can create an account. Um, you can have your kids create accounts. You can be the teacher for your kids. You can assign work and it'll auto grade it, but you can still monitor and keep track of what they're doing. And you can, you know, like I said, you, you, you have the same control that a teacher would have in a classroom if they were using this program. And so, and they're, they're relatively short videos that deal with one concept at a time and then there's practice program problems and they can work through them and it's free. So um, it's something to look into. Even if you don't use it on a day-to-day basis as your primary curriculum, it's something to be aware of and to keep in the back of your mind if you get stuck or if they get stuck on a particular math program or problem and they can't figure out what to do, go check out Khan Academy and see what the video for that lesson or those couple of lessons, you know, it's a great supplement as well. Um, I haven't watched a lot of their science stuff. I'm assuming it's pretty, you know, run-of-the-mill science stuff. Um, But I also know the quality of their videos tends to be pretty good. The quality of what they're teaching tends to be pretty good. And they're increasingly adding new things, new, new areas they're covering. And I think that's all very beneficial to keep in the back of our mind as a resource, even if we don't use it entirely, because it does keep track um, of, of stuff for you. Basically they have a login, you have a login and it does educate your kids in short videos that are easy to explain or easy to understand. Okay. Bonus one. I just thought of this one and I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, real quick education.com. You can get a couple of free things every month. And then if you buy the membership, it's, it could be worth it, especially if you have younger kids. It just has, it's just, and there's other ones like this. Education.com is not the only one, but basically it's a storehouse of worksheets. And so you can go in by grade, by subject, by, you know, topic. And especially if you buy the membership, um, download a bunch of worksheets to give your kids, right? Anything from coloring to history, to math, to science, and it does technically go through high school, but it gets a little thinner the closer you get to the top. So um, go check that one out. That might be worth it, but especially if you're like, I'm, we're going to go on a trip and I, my kids aren't going to have access to the internet and I don't want them playing or I'm just, I don't want them on stuff um, regularly. Um, it might be a great thing to invest in or something, like I said, something similar to it so that you can go and say, hey, <clears throat> here I want you, you know, we're going to be driving for the next four days. Um, we can't just stop doing school. I don't want to bring, I don't want to lug all your books around. So I want you to bring your reading book and then I'm going to have this reading activity worksheet for you to fill out. And I'm going to have these four math pages or these, you know, eight math pages, throw them all in a binder, a three ring binder or something like that and have them work on it and um, work through it as they're in the car. And that may be of great help for you. Or it's also just great for like those short things where it's like, I don't feel like they really got it. I ran out of problems in the book. I wonder if I can go find some, grab it, download it. I think you get like five free downloads a month. Um, but I would go check cause I, I honestly, we have the membership and so I don't remember what the free version is and I don't have the opportunity to go look at the moment. So, 
um, check that one out as well. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, please like, subscribe, click the buttons, do the things, leave a review, share with a friend. Um, hopefully we'll be able to to grow this and continue to progress with it. I, the holiday season and this season in my work has been difficult. Um, not in that like a, a lot of, not hard, but just a lot. And so um, hence why I'm going way too long between podcasts. I'm trying to, to nip that in the bud a little bit. And then decorating for the holidays and, you know, all that stuff. So um, happy holidays. Um, Thanksgiving has passed. Christmas is ahead of us. New Year's. Um, Please have a blessed day.